and welcome, one and all, back to another edition of the Not Comedy Podcast. I am your host, DJ Marcus. You're joining me live in the bundle of that comedy. We do big things, but I'm never alone with my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to people. Having a weird beard day, and it's throwing me off. The beard's throwing you off? I can't get it to do what I want it to do. It's just throwing me off. You need to condition it or something. Get yourself a pick with a bet with a black fist on it. A beard, a beard pick. Beard pick. It's a beard pick, man. No, man, we're back once again, Joey. We took a couple weeks off, man. Yes. But we're back. We're back to have some fun. Talk we had some- we had a week off, and then we had a week back, and then we had a week off. So you know, yeah. summertime, summertime fun. Summertime stuff. We we take breaks this summer. This summer pacing, we we're pacing ourselves. Yeah, you know, we, it's a long summer, long hot summer. It's like it's one of it's one of those summers where you don't know if your balls are gonna stick to your shorts or your, or your leg when you wake up in the morning, but they stick to no. something. But your balls don't stick. I try not to have them stick. You try not to have them stick out. Mine, mine stick. Mine are big though, so they usually they stick like low. I don't. I don't need to know about that. They got, they got long balls. I mean, hey, you, you got to know about a person sometimes, Joe. You got to learn learn more about me. That way, you can be about me. Be about a person in these streets. You got to learn, you, Joey. You don't need to know about the the length of their balls in order to be about somebody. <laughs> um, someone has to know. Oh uh, man, but yeah, man, it's been it's been a couple of weeks. Last week we did take off because we were celebrating. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to sing to hang, to sing Happy Birthday and bring some cake down to Candace. Uh, wishing her a happy 45th for the 45th time birthday. Um, it is, it, it's the 90th. Yeah, you can do the math. You can do the math. It's the 90th birthday. We want to wish her a very, very happy birthday. I caught that son of a bitch. The, the, down the beach house sometimes gets gnats. Uh, it, it's, it's a beach house. Sometimes people just leave shit out of play. Oh, that was the beach house. No, I didn't know we were at the beach yeah, house. Beach house. I'm at the beach house. Um, the Dot Comedy Beach House. Um, I'm doing a DJ gig up here in uh, in the Hamptons, so I had to take the Dot Comedy Beach House over for a couple days. Okay, you know how it is, Joey. We're still waiting for the Dot Comedy Studio to get back up and running, a hundred percent. We're still under under construction. I see you're in the studio. Yes, I, I arrived to find that there were no holes in the wall, so there's progress. Yes, um, but the the floor is still not uh, uh, quite a floor yet, so mm-hmm. I am hovering over empty space it's a it's a basically it's like a it's like a uh like in the sims where they dug the hole there is nothing there yet there's uh, just you just move the the different flooring tiles over top of it and the you see the image of what the floor could be that's that's where we're we're in the imaginarium of the floor <laughs> hey man I hope, hopefully they get the studio squared away that way they can come back in town man because i've been missing you guys man it's been it's been hard out here for a pimp you know how much money I spend on hotel stays now that the kind of studio shut down? It has been ridiculous, Joey. I, 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 I usually sleep in the back of the studio. You know, DJ Mark is saving money. Save that money. Uh-huh. Like a, a little Dickie told us all. We got to save that money. So right. now I got to actually pay for a living? That's ridiculous. Mm. I want to do that shit. So now, yeah. now I'm uh, I'm out here in these streets. Hopefully, I, uh, I'm able to secure a new spot, Joey. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking to be moving in the next in the near future, into a bungalow similar to the one I'm currently residing in. 
it is it'll be my permanent residence. Uh, that way, that way, you don't have to worry about footing the bill anymore, and that comedy doesn't have to worry about me uh, sending in the invoices every couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. since, uh, since you all ruined my home, um, but I lo- I look forward to being back in the DC area, man. It's it's fun up here in the Hamptons. You got to get up here, Joey. Uh-huh. I had, had the opportunity uh, this week to spend time with you, man. Had, had a chance to spend that much time with you lately. You've been doing comedy shows near me. I've been doing DJing near other people. So it's it's been one of those things, man. It's, it's been it's been we've been kind of missing each other yeah. over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, man, it's it's good to see you, Joey. Good to see you. Your, your your face looks like it's glowing. Did you? We went to the beach, man. Did you have fun at the beach? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It just was uh it was there wasn't a lot of beach in a beach trip. That was the only complaint I had was we spent no time. On, my feet did not touch the sand at any point, um, which is weird. We when you spend that much time near the near the ocean. Well, it was raining the second day. Yes, and then First it was uncomfortably cold. The the the, the one day it didn't rain, and the first day was just shot because we were there, and so, you know, yeah. we're not ready to go. Now, Joey did do do the uh, the Marylander thing. Uh, he took me on a, an Ocean City uh, esque uh, tour, where uh-huh. he just took me to all his favorite places in Ocean City. So we went to Thrashers for all these. No one else, no one else knew where to go. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, we're going this weekend, right?" And first of all, this is the worst group of people to go on a trip with because <laughs> yeah. none of y'all knew the trip was happening three days before we were supposed to leave. Like, hey, are we going? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I booked the room. I knew it was happening. I was just waiting for my girlfriend to say something. <laughs> Gotta keep her happy, bro. It ain't about me. It's about the ladies. I was going, I was going regardless. I was gonna be happy either alone or with a girlfriend. Mm. I was happier with a girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. It was more fun having a girlfriend. It, it helps. Yeah. So yeah, so we went to Thrasher's Fries. Um, I got to taste some of the the uh, Inner Harbor's greatest fries. I'm not in Outer Harbor. Inner Harbor. Is that the Outer Harbor? Is that, that would that be the? Well, I, I don't know that there's a harbor, but the yeah. Untucked Bay. It was the board. It was a. We were at a boardwalk, so ships don't dock there. Is my point. Ah, uh, okay. So Candace won't be on this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like I wasn't expecting that shit, but I mean it, it is what it is, Joey. It is what it is. I, I'm I'm so I'm so sick of love songs. So sad, Stone. So done with wishing you were still here. I I don't know what to say. Sometimes are you, are you okay? You're all over the place right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to get comfortable, and hmm. when I'm not comfortable, I usually just I usually mammer and run, and run on. Um, yeah. Looking at this camera, I look really dark, and I guess I did spend. A lot of time in that faux sun that was sitting behind those clouds. I kept telling you that that's not how how the sun works. You you still got to go on sunblock. Yeah, I guess the I guess the sun kissed me. <laughs> the the UV is gonna reach out and touch you whether you like it or not. Yeah, you know, hey man, black people don't burn. No. We we just we get more chocolate. We uh, we get a little little bit little more chocolate. Now I look like Eddie Lyle's little brother. I got I got more <laughs> off white. So there, there, you go. Um, there you go. It was it was it was it was decent. It was it was definitely some fun. I, I, the, the, uh, yeah, it, it it didn't it hit a little different because it's mm-hmm. one of those things that Ocean City, Ocean City basically either you go there as a child and remember it fondly, 
or you go as an adult and realize that it ain't shit. So there's, <laughs> it was a lot of like, uh, things. This ain't shit, Joey. Huh? A lot of this ain't shit, Joey. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you just do with us, man? Why are we, why are we so worried about getting these damn sandwiches and these damn fries? I ain't worried about this shit. All right. Um, what? Sometimes you just got to try shit. And I was looking for the best things to do because no one knew what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's like, oh, these sandwiches are shit. Here's the problem. You can't trust white people. What I've learned. Yeah. Uh, these, these white people review things and they don't know what good food is. So they think a soggy bun is okay. And <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think a soggy sandwich bun should be allow you to be on a top five list of the best things to do in the city. Uh, so uh, Anthony's, you toast your fucking bread. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, your sandwiches the, the the cold cuts were it the cold, cold cuts were there you got a good you got a good start but you, you gotta you gotta toast that bread you can't be putting can't be sending people out other out of there with carry out with with a wet with wet bread that's that's <laughs> ludicrous hey i understand man i ate that same sandwich you know but i, I mean i enjoyed it it was a sandwich i wasn't gonna be there don't get me started on adam's tap house on ken island uh, don't, don't go to ken island, island for anything don't go to ken island for anything joey it's not. That's not the place to be. Ken Island is for the rich whites who uh, who want small plates or, or like finger foods real quick. Ken Island is not for us. No. They don't know how to season food correctly, and they don't know what they're doing to make. I ain't gonna serve me a chicken wing that doesn't have the fat rendered out of it. That's disgusting. Oh goodness! That means that wing. That means that wing was not cooked. <laughs> it was cooked just wrong. It's cooked mm. cook badly, is that what you say? Poorly. They also don't know what the word seared meat because they just cooked it poorly. They didn't, it wasn't hot in the middle. <laughs> it didn't Wrong have a crust. Middle. Wrong no in the middle. Crust. No crust on the outside. Mm. No crust on that ahi tuna. Ooh, you got you got raw ahi. Yeah. Shishimi. That's what that is. The one thing that I was that wasn't bad, but was I was I was really bummed about is bonfire is one of my favorite things to do in Ocean City. Yes. Because it's one of a few places you still can get um all you can eat crab leg or so i thought and then i found out that that is no longer the case and that was a that was a glass shatter moment of, of epic proportions so yes. uh i think the one place that delivered on on the promises that of yesteryear was dumpsters of dareland they 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 did their thing dumpsters dumpsters was really good actually i enjoyed uh eating dumpsters um i was i was um and Lombardi's Lombardi's pizza is still is still is still a truth down there. Yeah, Lombardi's did a good job. We yeah, I mean, we didn't have fun. We had fun down there. It's not like we didn't have fun. I mean, it was it was it was a vacation away from the world as we know it. Getting out of DMV. Nick's house of ribs was a was a fun, was an interesting experience. <laughs> after uh, after all things said and done, uh, Nick's strip club Re- reform strip club is not a is is not on my top thirty three. I can't put it in my top 33. Now, the food ended up being good. There was too much shit nanigans going on with them for to start and begin our meal. Like, I, I've never had that experience before. Normally, when I have that experience, I walk out. So, here's the funny thing. After all, so I was telling my mom about, about our trip. Yeah. And I was telling her we were up on Fenwick Island. And my mom goes, Hey, is Nick still there? So, okay. apparently, I have a history with this place that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> I have forgotten it all entirely. Really? We barely go there and get ribs. <laughs> That's interesting. That's really interesting. 
And of course, I didn't order them because that probably would have been the move. But mm-hmm. you, know, you go to a house of ribs, you, you expect to get ribs. I tried to get ribs. I tried to get Korean ribs, which I should know better. Again, broke my own rule. Don't let white people serve you Asian food. It never goes well. Never works. Never works the way it's supposed to. Oh, man. But it was a fun trip, man. I had fun hanging out with you and your lady, my lady. Um, what was the name of the game we played? Culture? Culture? I don't know. That was your that was your woman's. Hashtag uh, cultural, cultural appropriation. appropriation. That was the name yeah. of the game. <laughs> yeah. So so we, we was, played some we had some fun time playing games. It was, it was black exploitation taboo. Is <laughs> yes. Black it was black taboo. That's what it basically boiled down. It was black taboo with, with hashtags. So I mean it was a fun game. We 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 had a blast drinking and hanging out. Uh, we we, we gotta plan another trip, man. Tell you, man, we gotta get down to the D, I mean the PR. Gotta get down to Puerto Rico, man. I'm t- I, I, anybody who asked me, I say go to Puerto Rico. I didn't know. I didn't know there was blue, bluer water in the world. I thought water was just brown and uh, smelt like shark ass. It, but that down there, it looked it was so clear, and you could see the sharks before they bit you. That's the beautiful part about it, man. You got to get down to where the water's blue, so you can see when the sharks swimming up, man. I, I can't see no sharks swimming up in that brown ass. You want to go to Caribbean? I just want to go somewhere in the Caribbean. That's my goal in the next in the next next twelve months. Sometime in the next twelve months, I'm gonna try and get down there. Okay. All right. Well, shit. Let me know. But you know how you know how these small businesses are. They they kind of take your uh take your time away. Take your take your time and your money away <laughs> in in their infancy stages. Yeah, I know, man. Comic shows to me is breaking my pockets. I I didn't know I didn't know a business. Could cost me this much money. How how is it causing your pocket? <laughs> it's costing me so much money to deal with comedy shows. Need me. I could be at home beating off. I, 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 that's all I think. <laughs> that's just that's energy. Right? Like my money, my money. Time. And time is money. Time is money. And women are the root of all evil because women equal time and money. So time and money equals women. And that's double time. That's double women. So then you double down the women, and time is craziness. Yeah, I did. I hit you with. I hit you with the brain math. I know you don't. You don't. You don't fully understand it, but I hit you with something. If you're doing all that women and time, and how do you have time to be off in that scenario? <laughs> Very true. No, there's no time to beat off anymore. I guess I can check that off the list. Uh, no more beat off time. No. That'll be that'll be sleep time now. Now now it is converted from beat off time to sleep time. I will say the one thing that was fun about our trip was the was the hotel was an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it's kind of a dump, but because <laughs> uh, yes, there were you know um, meth burns on the the, the vanity, but uh, but we had a whole two bedroom apartment with a large living space that was just in an old building mm-hmm. and it wasn't, it was, you know, it had everything you needed. It wasn't in good condition. If we had planned better, it would have been, but a great value. Yeah. If we, had bought we, two more up, we were not properly, we did not, uh, we did not yeah. procure proper provisions before, before we, before we stayed it at a place like that. We have to, here's what we have to do. We have to plan in January for all our summer vacations. Mm. We plan in January, we get good value, and then we and then we also get and then we also can make 
other observations. Get get the good condos before they're all snatched up. Yeah. So we do the January plan. We do actually we do a December plan, January implementation. That way everyone can everyone knows, hey, this is what's gonna happen this summer. Plan we, we, we have a paycheck after the, the holidays have ended, so we can yep. pay for the deposits. There you go. Put the money down then. That way we ain't gotta worry about that shit, man. There you go. Uh-huh. Let's go. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the move next year. Next year, yeah. it'll be uh December point December get together. We're gonna have a December friends get together, and then we're gonna decide, hey. Who wants to go to Nantucket Island or wherever? There's a place. No, no, no. Next time it's y'all's turn to plan everything. I, I did all the planning for that trip, and uh, you know I'm not a planner, Joey. You know I'm not a fucking planner. I don't plan shit. I play. I barely plan to wake up. I'm just here. I'm here by the grace of God. <laughs> yeah, but I get bitter when y'all go. I don't know why we're doing this. So like, like this is that's the thing this trip made me realize is like. I love you all. I like like I'm surrounded by people who really love and support me until mm-hmm. shit goes wrong. And then they want to let me know how much they didn't think that shit was going to work. Yeah, I mean, that's life, Joey. That's life. Don't don't get upset by that shit, man. Let that shit be. Let, 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 let that live, man. You're going to be all right. As, as Kendrick Lamar said, we're going to be all right, my friend. All right. But yeah, man, fun week. Um, again, happy birthday, Candace. Uh, wishing you a happy. Uh, how old is she really, Joey? I keep saying she's like, I don't know. Because she's. It, it, I'm making my business not not to try and find out because I feel like I'll get in trouble if I ask. All right, so I was born in '84. Here's my complaint. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have our ball headed ho shit moment today because mm-hmm. that that video she sent us. Yeah, and I felt pleased because now she's like, oh. Oh, I guess I should have said I wasn't going to be on tonight. And I'm like, hey, you, you did a whole video showing off. And I thought we were going we to like put our, our ball hey ho shit powers t- together and, and, uh, and ignite the world. But instead, we're just back to our usual ball hey ho shit, which the is still dude. fun, but it's slightly less ex- than uh, what I expected. I understand completely, Joey. Oh, man. But yeah, man, you know what we're going to do, Joe? What's that? We're going to take a quick break, man. Mm. We take break, quick break, and then we're gonna get in these topics, man. What's going on in this world? We gotta, we gotta figure out what's going on in the world, Joey. Uh, a lot of unnecessary shit. Uh, someone got engaged to R. Kelly. I don't know how or why that happened. Um, <laughs> the Emmys are uh, get, sending out nominations. I know we got some locals that might might be in contention for some wins. Uh, and then uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, fallout from the Roe v. Wade situation. Yeah, man, that shit, that shit is hitting harder now. Like we're starting to see that uh, the world ain't liking that shit too tough, and they're starting to fight back a little bit. But for that and much more, we'll be back in a minute with more fun and more thrills on the Bad Comedy Podcast. Man, she's so fine, straight up dope. She stand about five for Coca Cola Red Bone. She drive a black Durango, license plate say Angel, tattoo on her ankle. And she's making pesos, got a crib on Peace Street, right on Seventeenth Street, and I call her TT. And we're back on the Dot Comedy Podcast. This segment of the Dot Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Comedy Shows Near Me. That's right, comedy shows near me. The one place in the world where you can see a weekly high-level comedy show. 
every Thursday at McGinty's Public House in downtown service where you can come to comedy shows near me. We got some bangers coming up for you. We got some bangers in the near future. DJ Marcus will be there. Joey LaFar will be there every Thursday. Comedy shows near me. And we're back in the comedy podcast. DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro. R. Kelly playing in the background. Joey, how inappropriate is this? Is it inappropriate at all? A little bit. A little bit? Well, the, the reason the reason I play the song is because if R. Kelly and Usher thought they were messing with the same girl, would that girl have given R. Kelly herpes because Usher gave it to her? Or would that girl had just got her license when they were talking about the car she was driving because R. Kelly likes babies? I don't know which one to really be more upset about. Wow. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. You know, I feel like uh, Usher got the uh, herpes from R. Kelly via that person. Oh, wow. That's what happens when you're messing with the same girl. Same girl. 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 Real question is why was Usher messing with that baby? Thank you. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. But speaking of R. Kelly, man, what's going on, man? I heard some crazy shit, man. I heard that one of these young ladies uh-huh. has decided that she wants to make him her forever man. R. Kelly and one of his alleged victims, Jocelyn Savage, are engaged, according okay. to court documents obtained by The Post. Savage, 26, penned a letter to federal judge referring to herself as Robert Kelly's fiance. Oh, okay. So, hmm. <clears throat> so he just got 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. So she's 26. She'll be 56 when he gets out if he does all his time. She is asked that Kelly receive a more lenient sentence for his d- decades-long sexual abuse of women and underage girls and boys. She it said, quote, I'm writing this letter in support of Robert in advance of his sentencing so I can explain to the court that I'm not the victim that the government has portrayed me to be. Mm. She continued to call him an all-around incredible person and, Good. quote, not the monster that the government has described me to be. Robert and I are deeply in love, and it breaks my heart that the government has created a narrative that I'm a victim. I'm a grown woman and can speak for myself, which is why I wanted to provide this letter to the court. You know what? You know, he said, hold on, let me see if I can get it up. He is a great man with great heart and deserves to be home with his loved ones who are ready to support him, she concluded. Okay. I can dig it, man. I mean, love is a love is a fickle thing, man. If uh, He found love in a strange place. A hopeless mm. place that, that much. I, I'm happy for him. Let's see if you her parents have been pl- publicly pleading for her to leave him. Uh, yeah, I mean, could this just be her trying, trying, like, she's, could she just be uh, following up as, like, part of the crew? <laughs> is, this, is this, she, is she, she part of the organization? She just, she taking one for the team? That was happening here. Yeah, that may be the thing. I want. Can I get this to play? What? Tell me if you can hear this. They shit. got cookies in there. They got, they got none. Shit. Not none, dog. Store like that. 
I want a cookie. I want a cookie. I want a cookie. Yeah. I want a cookie. That's how he talks about. That's how he talks to women to get them to come yeah. come uh, come to his house. He just just tell them, I want a cookie. I want that cookie. Or that hot pocket. That wow. S'more. I want that s'more. <laughs> hey, bring them s'more over here. <laughs> you know, s'more is a is a is a uh, singular and a and a, and a plural. It's not s'more. It is s'more. No matter what you do. Interesting thing. Interesting that comedy fact of the day. But back to our count. Um, how many people do think this would happen? Uh, raise your hand in the in in the. In the uh, back of the classroom, how many people didn't think that R. Kelly would uh, eventually marry one of his uh, quote-unquote victims? I did. I mean, <laughs> did you? Think this so happens with. It, I mean, surprising we didn't think of this 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 plot happening earlier. It's actually kind of predictable. This actually happens a lot more frequently with prisoners than in in general. So, of course, it was going to happen with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, he he's been pleading his innocence, and I don't believe he's innocent at all. But I do believe he was the wrong person to get thirty years. Yeah, and I don't know why. It's weird that she she's like putting this like oh the government's out to get him thing. It's like mm, I think there were a lot of people who who were genuinely. Well, it's not like a bunch of people were saying that, that they weren't actually victims. They, the rest of them were victims. They were, how you personally feel about it. Some of them have come out and said that they chose to be with R. Kelly. But then here's the thing: you can't choose at a certain age. You don't have kind of the, point, the, right? the, the the capacity to choose who you want to be with at age 14, mm-hmm. especially when that man's 47. Uh, it's just not it's not feasible. So I mean, I can understand everyone's outrage, and I I'm, I I'm here, and I I. Uh, I mean, it's also like what we were arguing about with the whole Me Too thing is people abusing power and their status. And that's kind of the the thing here is like it's it's he's he had a platform where yeah. his his status allowed him to have kind of this air of people are going to listen to him, especially kids, pressurable kids, and think that things are OK that aren't. And you can't go wrong. He was the Pied Piper, baby. He sang that. He sang them kids and got them to do whatever he wanted them to do. And I, I mean, I, I, I personally um, am. I'm brokenhearted that R. Kelly did all that shit to them people. Because um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make me not play his music. I, as, as proven by the last break of this show, I, his music is just music. I'm, I don't think, I don't think of it any way. I think of the music as, as a standalone product. Uh-huh. He's a shitty human being. Um, I hope that the record companies. Here's the thing: the record companies that make millions off of those those songs that keep getting played. Uh, guess what? Uh, they should just give that money to victims' uh, relief funds and shit like that. Yeah. There you go. Take it from them. He's in jail already. Yep. <laughs> Put the pressure on them to go. Hey, what are you going to do now that you know that this was a problem? Yeah. Their parents also are saying they find it strange that she wrote a letter to the judge instead of testifying under oath. 
Yeah, I mean, you should. You can't tell the world your shit. You shit. You can't tell nobody the truth. Sometimes you got to write it to right. let the judge know. Here's the other thing that's weird. In 2019, Savage posted on Instagram that she would quote tell my story, uh, adding in a follow up post that she has partnered with Patreon, where she will post daily chapters of of my story, things I am going to reveal that was sweared not to see the light of day. Oh, sorry, Day of Light by NDA. Why would what the heck is Day of Light? She I am risking right. my life for many others. In her Patreon posts, according to Essence, Savage acknowledged that she is manipulated by by Kelly. She discussed meeting Kelly when she was 15 at a concert and later dropping out of college to live with him. She said Kelly would tell her, baby girl, you are going to be the next Aaliyah. However, oh. as of Monday, her account has been removed from Patreon. Yeah, she I got bought the fuck off. Yeah, she got bought off. Uh but I don't know who she got bought off by. Ain't nobody got no money around R. Kelly no more. Somebody his, got something. His friends and family broke now. Them, them niggas took all his money. Now they just sitting at home waiting for something else to come through. I didn't say it was real money. I said she she got bought off. She got bought off by the cookie. She was looking for the cookie. Somebody give me, give me a cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that worked that well. I, I don't know where you're going with that one. Uh, dick. <laughs> oh, man. What else is going on in the world, Joe? Uh, so, speaking of celebrity nonsense. Mm-hmm. What these nuts doing, Joey? Uh, so, you're Michael B. Jordan dump Lori Harvey. See, I heard, I heard it was the other way around. Because I heard she was for the streets. I heard Lori Harvey was for the streets. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the initial reports went, went viral that Lori dumped Michael, but according to Wild Rumors, it's the other way around. Michael B. Jordan actually dumped Lori because they weren't on the same mentality level. According to, to the insider who spilled the tea, Michael referred to Lori as an airhead because of her youth and inexperience. Wow. MTO News got the juice. Lori is a successful businesswoman who is widely considered to be sophisticated and intelligent. Media takeout confirmed with people who knew Steve Harvey's daughter, but she's just 25 years old. So a man 10 years her senior may mistake her inexperience with being an airhead. Here's what the alleged insider is spreading online. I have direct knowledge of this within Michael B. Jordan's circle because I've been around them since before they broke up. Michael was saying Lori was an airhead and hard to be around. He was telling his friends that that she was a trophy of sorts, but really dumb. He said it was hard to keep a conversation with her long and the relationship felt shallow. I noticed that he started becoming antisocial around her and her friends. On multiple occasions, he would be in his phone or busy reading scripts, not really socially engaging with her. He started pulling away and going to more parties than usual with his guy friends who are single and known to date tons of women in Hollywood. He began house hunting and they argued because she felt the home... Because she felt the home felt masculine and more like a bachelor home, not a home for them to start a family someday. She pressured him to move the relationship to the next level. He bulked at it. Her dad even had the talk with him and wasn't and he wasn't feeling it. She pulled rank and basically gave him an ultimatum. He said he needed time. And the next thing he knew, she removed his photos on Instagram and had her team put out a press release saying they broke up. Michael had no idea she was going to do all that. Uh-huh. This seemed to be 
saying that she did break up with him technically. After he said she was stupid. But he basically wanted out anyway. He said she was stupid. He said um he was getting this, he was doing a distance thing that uh men do, and uh-huh. she she didn't want to deal with that shit no more. Hey, I, I, well, I she had shit. She has a she had a plan, but I, I can understand where he doesn't feel the connection. But dude, just say so. Like, what are you hanging on to it for then? Celebrity. He doesn't want he don't want to bruise that image. What That's image? Another. I mean, cute couple, handsome man, gorgeous woman. He he's one of those dudes that does not need to worry about her. Like her their celebrity status is not equal. Well, no, that not that celebrity status need to be equal, but it's it's a matter of he don't want to be perceived as, as a jerk in the media. Well, he, does, he doesn't need a reason to break up the relationship. They get, he could just end the relationship. I'm not, but this looks worse. Does now, yeah, it does. I mean, shit, he like he could have easily just broke it off for you know reasons, and then you know said they he didn't feel comfortable moving forward with the relationship. Mm-hmm. That happens, and timing's everything. So yeah. that could be the thing. It's like you. You're in different places or your different, you know, mindsets. It seems like, and this, this is a kind of a tale as old as time thing, right? Because you have, mm-hmm. it sounds like she's trying to hit her check boxes, right? And yeah. get to this next stage and move the relationship forward. And he's like, look, I just want my relationship to be fun, like to work that way. I care more about the, the present working. And she's trying to move move through the through the statuses, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're they're they have different goals for what their relationship should be. And yeah. that's a red flag to begin with. You you gotta come together and have that conversation. And if that doesn't work, then do you think they really had a lot of conversations though? I don't know, man. I'm just saying if you if you if you feel pressured to to like have a house and stuff. He's doing a lot of passive aggressive shit, making the house feel masculine. If he really felt like she wasn't on level with him mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, yeah. And you know, I never thought that was going to be a lasting relationship personally. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was heading that way, but that, it, didn't, I mean, it didn't come in. It didn't come in like it should have. It didn't but, seem, it didn't seem natural. I think there needs to be some sort of this kind of happens. And this is why men get that reputation of wasting women's time. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, it is true that like women have a bit of more of a clock than we do. And so it kind but of do, puts, they, do they really? If they want kids, yeah. <sighs> true. Because because even though a lot of the science says that it's not as bad as it's made out to be with like, oh, well, you better have your kids before you're 30. That's kind of bullshit. But like there is the that once you get into your late 30s and into your 40s, you are having higher, you know, it's higher, higher risk. And it is harder to have a successful pregnancies once you get to that age. So women, women want to not waste time with dudes who aren't about having that future. But at the same time, you can't. You know, sometimes you got to grow together. You got to make sure you're growing together, especially if you're young. And like, how old was she? 20, 26, you know. 25, so, 26. 
and that's not uncommon, right? For a guy that's older to date a younger woman because guys tend to mature a little bit more slowly, and you tend that way you end up in the same place. But you know, she's she's pushing for things that she's it's weird because he's knocking her for being young and acting young. Um, but, he but she's pushing first. for things as if she's as if she's in her in her thirties, like she has something to get to. Yeah. Um, but some of that is youth, right? Like it's like when you're young, you have you think you need these things to be part of your relationship, and then as you get older and you start figuring out what you want more, you start valuing the connection and whether yeah. the connection's there or not. Like your priorities just change. Some of the a lot some people view those checkboxy things as immaturity because they aren't nuanced. They're things you learn, you're, you think you're supposed to have because what everyone tells you versus stuff you decided. I'm looking up something real quick because I don't think she's his kid. What? I don't think she's Steve's actual kid. You think she's adopted or what are you saying? Yep, she is adopted. Okay. Because I mean, that would be something that she found, saw her mom get accomplished, mm. where she found a man later and got the house, got the kids, got everything, got, got, got the life that she was looking for previously. Mm. And, and she's probably trying to live up to that. So she may have been pushing for it, and Michael wasn't ready for it yet. Yeah, I mean, not ready for it means you're just looking at it, going, "Okay, are we really in that place to do?" Well, that? it's not even it, he's he not ready for it as a person, or is he not ready for it because he's not ready for it with that with her? With like, her, I think that that's I think, what, I think that was the disconnect, right? Is like it's not that her. he's huh? Yeah, I think, I think that's where that's, he's coming from. I think he thought she wouldn't be ready yet either. Because I've had this in a previous relationship where I was with somebody who was pushing for, um, like, you know, the marriage and the kids stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but we fight like we're not we're not on the same page about like living together and doing all the other things. And that and I tried to have that conversation, but we just kept going in opposite directions like you know you, you, you keep you, you, if you don't stop and and have and, and get on the same page then you're not gonna be able to head forward you're gonna keep pr pressing and being frustrated with the other person for not not getting it and i think that he and i think that's that's a thing younger people tend to you know be naive and think oh well i gotta keep progressing step by step by step Relationship progression doesn't need to be doesn't necessarily need to be linear, but sure. you do need to be able to have those conversations. You need to build those checkpoints where you're constantly having those conversations, so that make sure that you're growing together. And some of that is making sure that you're in a place where that where that where that isn't something you have to like bug him about. Yeah, you shouldn't need to like, be bugging him to move in and ask for a ring if your relationship strong enough that you both are happy together. Then it's gonna happen anyway. Yep. Too many people are focused on the wrong on on the on the check boxes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm I've I've never always been a go by go by what's going on now type of person. Mm -hmm. I mean, live live in the moment. I live in the moment. I think I live in the moment too much. 
So I keep him ended up single, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we best to live in somebody else's moment for a little while. You think that'll work better for me? Maybe I'm not sure what that means. Living by somebody else's moments? Yeah. Okay. Let her make the damn decision. That's what that means to me. I'm, oh, I'm I thought you meant like live in the Department of Justice's moment because they just created a new reproductive rights task force. And it sounds like they're <laughs> going to be dealing with a lot of moments. Yeah, they're going to be dealing with a whole lot because uh, the Biden administration is taking this shit serious. Uh, they, they just came down with a, there's a there was a federal law that you mm-hmm. can't hold a person responsible for like an abortion if it's if it's for saving a life. Right. So if a doctor aborts a baby, like currently with all these states saying they, they uh, they're banning abortion, you can't really you can't hold that doctor responsible because if the, if the, if the mother's life is in danger, she they're supposed to do everything they can to save the mother's life. Right. Yeah, so we they, they fighting hard about this shit, man. They they fighting all over the place. And I'm thinking this right. is this is how we get the purge, Joey. That doesn't make any sense. Why would this lead? To, never mind. It's gonna <laughs> lead to it because it's too much. It's too much conflict over the same. Over everybody thinking differently. It, it, everybody, everybody thinking well, they're that's right. Not what, that wasn't the basis for the purge. That basis for the purge was overpopulation. With, yeah, but this is going to lead to overpopulation. Well, this is one way they are already getting vasectomies and shit. Uh, the Department of Justice on Tuesday announced the creation of a new reproductive rights task force aimed at protecting abortion access and enforcing federal laws on reproduction rights in the wake of U.S. Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. In a press release, the Department of Justice said that the new task force will bring together representatives from several offices in the department, including Civil Rights Division, the Office of the Solicitor General, and the U.S. Attorney's offices. Oh my goodness! They're bringing in the big guns. They 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 really want this thing to do a thing. Department of Justice Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta, who will chair the Uh-oh. new task force, said that the Department of Justice is quote committed to re- protecting access to reproductive services. Okay. Now I want to see what the Department of Justice does. Don't they fall? Uh, doesn't justice fall under? The Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm not sure how that is set up. I think, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it, it can't. It has to be under the executive branch because the it's a cabinet. I think. But when they all wouldn't all that fall under the executive branch because all of them fall under the lead of the president. The Supreme Court doesn't. The Supreme Court's a, a whole other branch of government. There's, there's executive, legislature, and. What's the third one? Judicial. Judicial. The judicial is the Supreme Court. Yeah, so wouldn't justice fall under judicial? No, because the, the, the Supreme Court doesn't... You'd think that. That would make sense, but no, because the Supreme Court literally is just running the the federal judges and the federal... The Department of Justice is like the in, in investigative and the... I think it's the it's the executive branches judicial li- kind of liaison there. I could be wrong. I also could be talking, about <laughs> but I don't believe I don't believe that the, the Supreme Court appoints anything with regards to it. That's why I like it's pretty clear to me that the uh, that it's the executive branch. If if 
if okay. it's run, if it's if it's if it's being you know if they can pull a task force together because the president said so, that would be the executive branch thing. No, oh, okay. Otherwise, um, it wouldn't have been that simple. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, so so I mean, we're gonna start fighting back. What, what else happened with this abortion thing, man? I mean, I've been hearing crazy abortion stories and stuff. Uh, there was a lady in Texas who got uh, or, uh, a ticket for driving in the HOV lane mm-hmm. um, because you know she was driving by herself, but she was pregnant. So her argument is, since she's thirty-four weeks pregnant, <laughs> there is her her fetus is the other passenger. Well, technically, since they said it was a life, it's a passenger. I would think. Is it HOV2 or HOV3? Two. Okay, so if it's HOV2, then she 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 was two people in that car. Yeah. Per, per the government, it's two people in that car. Per, per, her, per her state. Yep. <laughs> y'all, y'all made the rule. <laughs> y'all want to y'all want to make the rules, but y'all want to follow the rules. That's the, this is the thing. That's that's why. Also, we should start getting these insurance policies for these fetuses. Like women should women should get insurance policies up until the baby's born. So if anything happens to the baby, they get paid out. Just like you have one for a regular baby. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking for all the money making schemes. I'm looking for how, how we could just screw the government all up with this with this with, uh, these new new rules, man. I'm ready for it, Joe. You ready for it? You ready for the purge? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you to say yes to the purge, Joey. I, I don't have any use for the purge. You go. You gonna say yes to the purge? Because if we, if you're not feeling the purge, then I don't. I don't know what we're gonna do for each other. Because I'm, I'm gonna be out in these streets, and I'm not shooting just whites. I'm, I'm gonna make that. Yeah. I'm make that clear for everybody. I'm not shooting just whites. I'm shooting blacks too. I'm going into I'm going to my hidey hole waiting for all the idiots to kill each other. Okay. You know I'm coming to get you, right? <laughs> I'm gonna come find you. I'm trying to build my old man thing. I forgot to put some pills in my pill thing. And I just saw it, you know, I'm very old. What? I have a Monday, I have a Monday through uh, Sunday through Saturday pill counter thing. You know I'm old, Joey. Uh, so Your house is old. What else is old? Donald Trump. He is kind of old. Like he's, he very old. he's seven. So remember a few weeks ago we were talking about the whole uh one of his one of his cabinet members said he tried to grab the wheel of the uh of the of the SUV. Yeah, when they when they were trying to stop him from going to the January sixth though. Yeah. Um so his Secret Service agent is saying that that's bullshit because there's no way he's way too fucking fat. Um, <laughs> then President would have to squeeze through an ex- quote extremely tight space to be able to grab the steering wheel of an SUV at and lunge at Secret Service at a Secret Service agent. <laughs> um, it would be wouldn't be impossible for one former Secret Service agent, but it would be unlikely that the six foot three, nearly two hundred fifty pound Trump who the agent noted is not the most agile human being, could pull off the move. He only weighs 250 pounds? Quote, Trump's not a little guy, right? And the space to actually be able to lunge towards the wheel is not that big, the former agent said, speaking on the background of the insider. I don't mean to sound disparaging to the former president, but just his girth would prevent him from actually getting to the steering wheel. I, didn't, I thought Trump was way heavier than 250 pounds. Yeah, that's got to be... Um, that, 
There's no way. I weigh two fifty, and I'm fine. <laughs> shit. And he 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 does look round, rounder than most people. Yes, he carries his weight weird. I guess. Um, Poor man. But yeah, we know because it's know. all fat. It's no, <laughs> there's no muscle there. He hasn't lifted a weight in how long? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it's in his head. He's a giant, stupid, gray float head. Got a giant fat head. It's only his one big fat head. Stupid fat head. <laughs> Joey turned into a six-year-old. Prison trips a stupid fat head. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, it like so when they, when they talked about it, I was like, I don't see how they could have how we could have done that in any car that the Secret Service takes him in. Because yeah. if you notice where the president sits in the like Secret Service motorcade, it's all if he's in the if he's in the beast, it's all the way in the back. Yeah. And the only thing you get through is a window about as big as this uh this uh stream yard window to get to somebody. <laughs> and then like if he's in the SUV, he's in the back back seat. Yeah. So you have to get past the guards and everybody to get to the steering wheel. That that the story didn't make any sense. When they said it, a and he doesn't seem like the type to lunge anywhere. Like the last time he did a lunge, I could see him trying to do it and failing miserably. Because he'd have to be sitting in the passenger seat. If he was sitting in the passenger seat, I could see him trying to do it. No, I can see him trying to do it from the back because he's not a smart person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. I I don't know why I gave him so much more credit than he should have had. But what else going on, man? So in uh, Louisiana. Um, abortions have become legal again <laughs> because a uh, Baton Rouge judge granted a temporary restraining order blocking the state's abortion ban from being inf- enforced. Okay. The judge's decision was the latest in a series of legal maneuvers that have jolted the legal status of abortions in the state, leaving women and providers scrambling to adapt. One of the few remaining abortion clinics in the state said it would resume providing the procedure. Louisiana is among a number of conservative states that have passed abortion restrictions or bans in anticipation that the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade. Landmark the decision that since 1973 had guaranteed a constitutional right to abortion. When the court did so last month, triggering those state bans, abortion rights groups and providers sued, arguing the state's constitutions protected the right to abortion. Louisiana plaintiffs were among the first to file after the overturning of Roe. And a judge in New Orleans granted a temporary restraining order that stopped the state's three abortion bans from taking effect. But on Friday, a different judge said the New Orleans court did not have the authority to issue the restraining order and the groups had to file in Baton Rouge, the state capital. That decision immediately outlawed abortion starting at conception with an exception for a threat to life of the pregnant woman, but with no exceptions for rape or incest under one Louisiana law. Abortion providers face possible jail time of 10 to 15 years, depending upon when the pregnancy was terminated. On Tuesday, the court said abortions could resume at least until Monday when it will hold a hearing to consider the abortion provider's argument to put the bans on hold more permanently. Two separate Louisiana judges have now rightly found that the irreparable harm will occur if the trigger bans are enforced. Joanna Wright, a lawyer for the, pl- lawyer for the plaintiffs, said. Wow. Uh, this is going to get ugly, ugly fast, quick and in a hurry. I think it's hilarious that they went through all this trouble. They got the Supreme Court to change it. They got the, they got the state to ban it. And now their own judges in their own state are like, 
That nah. sounds fucking stupid. Because <laughs> it is, man. Just let the women do what they want to do, man. It, it, I am. Here's the thing. I am not. I'm not against abortion. I'm not for abortion. Mm-hmm. I am a man. If a woman wants to do that, let them do it. They ain't gonna do it, me. They, they, they're what whatever they're gonna do got ain't got nothing to do with me. Matt, even if it's even if it was your if it was your uh, material that was contributed. Again, if they want to if they want to abort it, I ain't gotta carry the thing for nine months. <laughs> a a I don't have to carry it for nine months, and B I, here that's the other thing about this whole abortion rights thing that nobody wants to talk about. Mm. Men's rights are in, embedded in this thing too. Oh yeah. Because men don't have the ability to just say, well, I don't want a baby. And the government will just say, nah, well, you got one. What the fuck? What do you mean I got one? I don't want one. I don't want a baby. I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with a baby at all. You got to have that baby with that silly woman. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with a baby. Then, you, then you're marked as a scourge on society when you just go, I don't fuck with that baby or that baby mom. Yeah. It's like that, well, shit, she could have not had it. And I wouldn't have been... I wouldn't have been a blight on anybody's life. No one would have cared from my end. But then if I don't, if I don't bring a sandwich on the Thursday because I ain't got six more for her six kids, then I'm on the it's, it's always been the, the stupidest argument is like they only care about the fact that you know the baby like do they the same people are, are making are doing the same thing. Like, okay, you don't care. You, you care about the baby before it's born. Like mm-hmm. George Carlin said, you give all the fucks before the baby's born. And then you don't give any fucks about the baby until Absolutely. until until it's able to join the military or mm-hmm. you can or you can put or you can put it in jail. Like mm-hmm. those are the only times you care about that baby after it's born. And like you care, you, you can't tell me you you value the sanctity of life when you're valuing military and weapons, and wars and guns. So you give a fuck about all that shit, and you won't. And but you don't. So and, but you care so much about life. You're fucking guns, dumb. Because our guns kill brown people. That's what so they don't want to Stupid bullshit. Like I fucking hate these asshole idiots. It's so fucking stupid. If you give a fuck, either give a fuck about life, give a fuck about the whole life, or shut the fuck up. There you go. That should be that should be the banner at all these pro-life uh, or pro-choice uh, situations. Because you because there's the thing, Joe, you can't say fuck the troops and save the babies either. Because then everybody gets sensitive about that. I mean, because I've said it. Because <laughs> that's that was that was that was my platform until somebody said I shouldn't do that, and I was like, well. You should get that printed on like on like a yellow T-shirt with pink letters, and run and wander around at protests. <laughs> Fuck true protest. It doesn't matter which side. We should videotape this just so watch people react and be confused. <laughs> and for some reason, you should have a really big lollipop when you do it. I should have one that says uh, "Fuck the troops, uh, save the babies." And blue should have one that says, "Love the troops, fuck the babies." That was no. <laughs> that crazy. Way, that way, we're, that way, we're on op- opposing sides of both arguments. So it's, it's like, wait a minute, who, who, who the fuck should we be 
should we be going after here? Because this don't make no sense. You two should show up and argue in like, but like wearing the opposite colors. Like one <laughs> one shirt matches the other shorts. <laughs> so you, just to emphasize the opposite of it. And then <laughs> and then it'll annoy everybody and they'll go, All right, I don't want to I want to go home. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that should be the next pro-life rally. <laughs> That's how we bust up the pro-life and right to life rallies. <laughs> we should we should bust up both of those. And I mean like, the other option is we could send Jill Biden in and she could offend everybody. Yeah, because Joe Biden, Jill, Jill Biden, Jesus Christ, Jill Biden. She is now apologizing after saying Latinos are as unique as breakfast tacos. And the vet said, not even real tacos, really? Breakfast tacos. You need to go for breakfast tacos? They are as unique as eggs in this uh, tortilla. <laughs> it's like, what? Not even Wait, their tacos, like yeah. like the, the white people tacos. The white taco. The whitest is... taco you could she could think of. <sighs> breakfast tacos. God damn it, Jill. What the fuck is a breakfast taco? When, I've heard of a breakfast burrito. I've never seen a breakfast taco. It's a breakfast burrito, open face breakfast burrito. Name one place that has has a good breakfast taco. I don't know a place that has a good breakfast burrito. I don't know about these breakfast sandwiches. I know McDonald's has a, has the uh, McGriddle, and that's about as far as I go with these damn sandwiches to people. But that's not even a taco. That's no. not even a, 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 a toe. That <laughs> not a burrito. That ain't part of ooze at all. Uh, but yeah, man, Jill Biden is... Liberals are hidden racist. They're hidden racist because they're they're racist behind closed doors because they say stupid shit. Yeah, they conservatives just, are in your face racist. Yeah, it's not even. I don't know that it's it's a hate thing. It's just like blind ignorance. Yeah, like like wanton ignorance. So she said, <laughs> uh, "Oh my god, this is this this is this is great." Um, <laughs> Said during an annual Unidos U.S. conference on Monday, Biden was praising the work of Raul Izaguirre. Okay. Is it is it is Aguirre? Is it is Aguirre? Is Aguirre? Is Aguirre? Um, <laughs> rights and advocacy for organization for thirty years and the diversity of Latinos across the United States. When she made the remarks, mm-hmm. Izaguirre received a Medal of Freedom last week from President Joe Biden. Okay. She then she said, Raul helped build this organization with the understanding of the diversity of this of this community, as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. You know what that's the equivalent. Oh no! Here's the thing: she mispronounced a bodegas. <laughs> the Bugadas of New York. <laughs> bodegas. Bodegas. But you know what? You know what's crazy about this, Joey? Yeah. Because like when Trump came out and said that Mexico, Mexico was sending us rapists and murderers and some fine people too. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent of a liberal saying. They're not rapists and murderers. My gardener is a good man. 
It's like, hold the fuck up. You just... <laughs> so you boil them all down to your gardener as opposed to them being humans and individuals that, that, that are good in, in soul. You boil it all down to my gardener's a good guy, so all these Mexicans must be good. You know, I just realized... What's that? Our government's stupid. You just realized that? Yeah, but it 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 became like like the position like the the construction of it. Like here's the thing, we've created all these titles, right? Mhm. And now they've decided to make acronyms out of these titles. Why is it that every single one of them sounds like a like a component of genitalia? Like they have Otis, a POTUS, a FOTUS. These all sound like they belong in a ball sack. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, is the, what is the Supreme Court justice name? SCOTUS? They call them SCOTUS. It's SCOTUS. Supreme Court of the United States. Yeah, Supreme Court. And they don't call them justices? They do. They call them justices, but they refer to the Supreme Court, in short, as SCOTUS. So is the pathway leading to the Supreme Court the Hall of Justice? I guess. So is that where Maybe. Batman presides? What? Because he's okay, part of what the are you doing? Part of the <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just trying to figure out where Batman's from. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just working this out real quick. Hold on a second. From a cave so with a young boy. <laughs> In a cave with a young boy and an old, older man. <laughs> just like it happened to him. Um on Epstein's Island, yep, sure is. It's about it sounds about right. Oh man, what else is going on, Joe? Uh, the Emmys are about to be upon us. The Emmys, the Emmys. You know, we we were we were nominated for an Emmy, Joey. Were we? Which yeah, one? We were nominated in the podcast Emmys. Uh, the Pimmys, <laughs> Pimmys, Pod Podames, the Pod. As long as not Petus. <laughs> We we did get a penis one year. Uh, we no. <laughs> but yeah, Pod we were not Emmy, Emmy of the United States. <laughs> no, that'd yeah, be Peotis. Peotis, yeah. We're, we're good for Peoli every now and again. Uh, but yeah, so so the Emmy's coming up. Um, who's got who got nominated? Let's let's run out of Who who's some uh, who's some exciting nominations? So Dave Chappelle got an Emmy nomination for the closer. Ah, fuck you, trainees. Knew you should knew y'all it's, shit wasn't going wasn't gonna ride. You knew that shit wasn't gonna ride forever. You know what? They, they they all sitting at home like, how the fuck did he do that? And then he dropped another special that nobody get nobody knew about. <laughs> He's Here's about the thing: the the other two that didn't were Louis C.K. and Ricky Gervais. Neither one of them got it. So, no. Uh, Louis C.K. the one that beat off in front of the people, right? Yeah. And Ricky Gervais wears a dress sometimes, right? I don't think that that's a thing. No, what's the what's the one that wears a dress sometimes? I don't know. There's a comedian that wears a dress. We have the Dot Comedy Podcast. We're supposed to know this shit. I, that you're just like I don't know in what context you're. The male comedian that wears a dress sometimes. He's a British one. You talking about Eddie Izzard? Yeah, okay, the Izzard. Izzard, yeah, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, my bad, my bad. You know, I, I don't I don't know these whites. I don't know all the white comics that y'all say. Why, why are you going after Eddie Izzard? Because y'all think y'all call these 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 trannies in, inspirational. <laughs> He's not a train. <laughs> <laughs> it's a train wreck because he looks like an ugly woman. 
Like every time I see him, I'm like, that's an ugly woman. He's not, he's not trans. He's not? No. You sure? Because he seems like he's really trying to be. No. So Eddie Izzard is not a trans person. No. How do you know, Joey? He just identifies as a man that wears dresses. So he's a drag queen. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Then African. Where's the D in the letters? Because we just got out of we just got out of Pride Month. Is drag queen one of the letters? D is not a letter. Not a letter to them. It's a D. D, D, D. The D is a letter to me. I'll say that much. You know who else got uh, Zendaya broke a record for Emmy nominations. I told you I want to talk about Zendaya. We we had a discussion. I don't want the youngest producing nominee. She landed four nominations. I don't I don't like talking about Zendaya. Zendaya is is freaky human being to me. She has she has a pretty face, but then the body of a boy, and I, it throws me off. I don't want to talk about. She nobody. got one for her role as Rue <laughs> in HBO's Euphoria. You just gonna go deep into this, huh? You just you just wanted to go deep as, as deep as you could go. Go ahead, go keep going. What else she done? What else is what else is this little boy done? That makes uh, you so she proud. got nominated for Elliot's song from the episode "All My Life." My heart has yearned for a thing I cannot name. Music and lyrics by Labyrinth, and lyrics by. Ms. Mudza Zamar McKenzie in Zendaya. And I'm tired from the episode You Who Cannot See, Think of Those Who Can. Music and lyrics by Labyrinth Lyrics and by Zendaya and Sam Levinson. She picked up two additional mentions. In addition, she is now the first black woman and second black person to be nominated for acting and songwriting in the same year at the Emmys. All right. Gotta 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 do gotta do this for Zendaya. I'm just trying to celebrate black excellence. That's all I'm trying to do. See that? I celebrate her. I celebrate her, Joey. But I'd rather celebrate more local black excellence. Uh yeah, get it. Two, two two people from, from our local community have gone on and do big things because uh we have uh Natalie McGill as part of the writing team for a black lady sketch go, which got nominated and Kassan Wilson also from the area has gone on to get nominated as part of the John's a problem with John Stewart crew uh, for their, for that show. So couple of local kids doing us proud right now. Hopefully they both win or at least one of them does. Yeah, man. Putting DC on the map. Once again, that's all we, that's all we love. For, we love to hear because we are a part of DC comedy. And we want DC comedy to thrive, and uh, yep. we're pr- definitely proud of those two for doing doing big things in the DC area, or in the in the Hollywood scape in the repping the DC area. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that comedy is close. We're close, Joey. We're like right on the edge. We're like this close. We're doing big big things. This close. Right, this close. We just need a new. We just need a working studio. We, we, we need a studio really that works, and then we can do it all. Hold back. The man's trying to hold us back. By uh, flooding our studio and not yeah. and not fixing it. There you go. Oh man, but we gotta get out of here, Joey. Let's get one more in, man. Uh, so uh, Simone Biles uh was on a flight recently from D.C. She was in town on July seventh to receive the Medal of Freedom, and on the flight home, 
the flight attendant decided to give her a coloring book. Okay. <laughs> she looks like a baby. I mean, it's she's sometimes. Four eight. <laughs> she's 4'8". She weighs how much? Like 100 pounds? So I can understand to some degree. But this... <laughs> This reminds me of the whole discussion at the pool uh, this weekend when uh, my five foot one girlfriend was complaining about the five foot pool and didn't think she could stand in it. And I'm like, this is not five feet high. I would, I, the water, too much of me is not in the water for this to be five. So I had to literally pick her up and put her at in the five foot section so she could see that she could stand. Okay, in here, the water. I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna share my screen, Joey. I found something funny. Okay. You, you guys is an auditory medium, right? Yeah, it's an auditory medium, but I'm sure I'm gonna share this with you real quick. Yeah. Okay. Can you see me? Can you see my screen? I guess I gotta add it to the stream, but right now I just see us. Yeah, you add it to the stream. I will once you get us off the screen so it doesn't turn into a, a loop. Well, once you put us in there, you, you gotta do all that, Joey. I can't see this is what you did, do us. Okay, you see this picture. That just put up. Yes, I do. She is at, at Shaq's waist. <laughs> that is how tiny she is. She human. looks like she get lost in his belly button. <laughs> Shaq is what nine feet tall. <laughs> so she's, she's gonna seven, be seven foot. Seven foot something. Seven foot something. So she's gonna be considered small, regardless of where of who the, of who the hell else she's standing next to. So when she comes up with the tiny voice. And the, and the little legs and the little arms. And she's like, hello, I'm here to get in the first class seat. And they're like, oh, you're driving, you're flying alone for the first time. Here's a coloring book to keep you quiet for a little while. <laughs> Maybe it's because we had, we had a really tiny teacher in eighth grade who was smaller than most of the students. Mm -hmm. So I've been, I've, I, I learned then because she, she didn't take no shit. Um, <laughs> People were afraid of her, so I learned then not to uh, not to underestimate these 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 smaller people for their age. So gotcha. I, I I would have probably not made that mistake, mm -hmm. but I also like know who she is, so I probably yeah. wouldn't have been. She doesn't have a young face, like I mean, she doesn't look old, but she doesn't have like that baby face where you go, no. oh, that's a child. She looks she looks she looks like a a, a midget. She got small. She got an old head and just small features, like small limbs. Just a little person. It's okay. She's beautiful. I, 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 if, if she if she was uh, around the DMV and I was around the DMV with her, I, I, I'd try to hit on her. I mean, I, I need a. Well, I, I like that, it. but okay. Why not? She's a well, gold she's, medalist. She's engaged, so there's that. And engagements can end. You think engaged people want to be hit on though? I, I would, I would, I wouldn't hit her with the, I wouldn't hit her with the classic game. I hit her with the, you know who I am? <laughs> I am, I am DJ Marcus. I, I'm just here. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to sweep you off your feet because I could do that very easy. I could just uh -huh. pick you up real fast. But I'm here to to make your life a little more interesting. Give you, you a little do. more, a little you more. Can show her, you can show her pictures from the James Webb Telescope. I could try to try to tell her how deep the universe is. Look at that. Look at that deep hole. Look, Look at how deep. 
Look how deep DJ Marcus get for you. Look at all that gas and dust. <laughs> so I was looking at I was looking at this earlier too, man, and I it was it was kind of amazing me that the pictures that the Hubble took were breathtaking, mm-hmm. but the pictures of James Webb Telescope is taking is just killing my damn mind. So like there is so much shit out there that we didn't see before that I don't some... know. I don't know what's gonna kill us first, Joey. I hope we don't do it. I hope something from out there does it because that'd be cool to see coming, coming our way. It's like, oh shit, here comes a star tri- starship from like from like Uranus. Mm-hmm. It is a ship out of Uranus, Joey. <laughs> would you would you want to see a ship come out of Uranus? No. <laughs> you would you wouldn't want to see that? I would I I'd love seeing well, I wouldn't want to see it come out of Uranus, but I'd love to see it out of my anus. I think it's a little weird that we do all this stuff and then we say we discovered a planet and all they've done is check to see how dim a star got. Yeah. Like they, they're looking for planets, but there's no real way to tell that that's a real planet or not yet. Cause yeah. we can't send anything to the star to see if something's floating, something's going around it. But my, my thing is, I wonder how far you'd have to be mm-hmm. away from the earth to see it rotate around the sun. Um, depends on your field of view. I mean, there's panoramic cameras that probably could do it without being too far outside of the orbit. Because I'd want to see that. Like, I like I know how I know that we rotate around the sun, mm-hmm. but I want to see us like actually moving, like from a camera view. Like just see how far up I'd have to go, or far far out, I'd have to go just to see that happen. Mm. Or would we? Would it be even visible? Because that's the other thing. Like seeing that type of stuff makes it like when you actually look into it, a lot of that stuff's not visible to the human eye because it's so far away. We can't. Our field of view can't really comprehend it. I mean, a human, the human eye can't. But there's ways to do it with the right equipment. They could do a time lapse thing and get to a certain distance, I believe. But yeah, it had to be pretty far removed. I don't know what the you depend on. It would depend. You really need to like figure out what your what your what what how how wide your wide angle lens is on that. <laughs> the the wider angle the lens, the 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 closer you can be and and make it happen. Okay. I was I was looking into something too. Like there was some there was some doctors. Like I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said it. Where they were like, the reason time travel doesn't exist, or it may have existed, and we just don't know it yet, is because we don't do time and space travel. We just think of time travel as going through time, but you have to go through space too because the Earth's always moving. Right. So if someone <laughs> someone left here and went back to 1964, we weren't in the same spot. In 1964, no. <laughs> so you just appear in void of space. <laughs> There's a, and like you, even if you like got it pretty close, like you could like end up in in the ground, yeah, like half in the ground, or just by just by virtue of like you know you're going through, and ending you would up have somewhere. To, you would have to know exactly where the Earth was exactly and rotate it properly in order for you to get to this one spot at any set moment in time in the past. And I thought about that. I was like, that's pretty damn interesting. So we could have been sending people back in time and all they're doing is floating out in space. 
<laughs> like, a hilarious premise is they send somebody into the future and they didn't account for that. So that person thinks that the earth's gone. <laughs> and then it comes, it comes speeding up behind them <laughs> as they're sitting yeah, there. They, they leave the solar system to go on a bunch of stuff, not realizing that earth's been like existed. It was fine. You just didn't account for the, the shift. Yep. That would be an interesting show. That would be very interesting. All right, man. But yeah, man, we're going to get out of here, Joe. Yep. It's been a good week. It's been a fun week. I have had fun. Did you have fun, Joey? I did have fun. That's good. It's always good when we have fun on the Comedy Podcast. But folks, if you want to check us out, come on out to Comedy Shows Near Me at McGinty's Pub Public House in downtown Silver Spring every Thursday starting at 8 o'clock. We will have a show for you. Who's our guest? Who's our... Um, our fe- feature and headliners this week, Joey. Uh, we have Mark Mensch is our feature. We have Gigi Modric opening. And okay. our headliner is Jamal Russell. All so, right, man. That should be a good fun. show, man. And it'll be hosted by us, by the That's Dot Comedy Podcast. Right. The Dot Comedy Podcast will be hosting this week. You get to see DJ Marcus and Joey LaFaro do our funny thing in front of a studio, in front of a live audience. We're going to have we're gonna have a blast, man. Joey. Come see the titties that made D-Lo call me a lesbian last week. <laughs> that did happen. I was there. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, man. But we can get out of here, folks. We will see hey, you next time. Or... Huh? What was that? Hey, she said it. Yes, she did. She didn't even uh, know about the Subaru. <laughs> well, if she knew that, she would have definitely said you were a lesbian. Because mm-hmm. I've been calling you a lesbian for the last two years since you got that damn Subaru. So I know. I know. <laughs> I know what that means. Oh, man, but I'm DJ Marcus, DJ Marcus, Joey LaFaro. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the Twitters. You can find us on the link tree that's in our titling. Find us anywhere you find good podcasts. You will find us, the Dot Comedy Podcast, and we will see you next time. More fun and more thrills on the Dot Comedy Podcast. Podcast.